If you enjoy the show, share it with a friend. You can find us at facebook.com slash show, and you can visit our new home on the web at www.tracktune.com slash slipangle. You can also leave us reviews and ratings in the iTunes store. I'm Austin Cabot, and today I'm at the Roosevelt Hotel in Hollywood, uh, California, that is, uh, still out here on my trip, uh, with Mr. Matt the Moderator D'Andrea. Uh, Matt is the host of uh, Shift and Steer and Car Cash Show with Adam Carolla, uh, and he also is kind of a host in the automotive entertainment industry. Uh, he's hosted car collectors for GQ Magazine and also several live events at SEMA. So uh, many of you probably recognize his name. I think pretty much everybody that listens to the show has listened to CarCast uh, and potentially probably Shift and Steer as well. So, Matt, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Wow, I hope everybody's listened to CarCast, <laughs> or at least one of the shows, right? It's, yeah. it's been around for a little while, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, we've been doing it for a little while. <laughs> So, yeah, well, thank you, like I said, so much for yeah. coming on the show. I know we've tried to tried to book this the past couple times that I've been in town, but just kind of had some scheduling conflicts and everything. So. Well, I appreciate you being flexible on that. And, oh, of course. Uh, I thought it'd be fun to come out here to the Roosevelt Hotel. I it's I, I know it's kind of like a, like a douchey Hollywood movie, like, <laughs> hey, let's go meet at a bar or hotel. But <laughs> this is where we did our big red carpet Paul Newman premiere, and... Uh, obviously, anybody who's listened to CarCast heard us talk about it for two years. But the premiere was this crazy event where we needed to get the Paul Newman race cars into the lobby of the hotel. The front doors of the hotel, even with the doors removed, were too narrow by about an inch, <laughs> which meant we had to bring them in through another way. And the way to do it was we had a <clears throat> we had to get a crane, hire a huge, huge crane, and they lifted the cars up over the entire hotel, dropped them into this little <laughs> courtyard by the pool, and pushed in through the double doors. And it was a crazy event. So to be able to come here and kind of see that yeah. and see the pictures of how it was done was amazing. It took all day to move the cars in, and it took all day to move them out. Yeah, and you're showing me the little area where they actually crane the cars in and yeah. drop them, and there's really not a whole lot of space there at all. No, there isn't. There might have been a tree or two that was crushed and possibly a little ding on a wall. Yeah. But uh, it was pretty amazing. But what was really special f for me was um, Arthur Newman, who's in the film. He's Paul Newman's older brother. And uh, the, years, the film's been out about two years, so Arthur was about 90 when he was out in the film and he was for the Newman premiere, I think he's 92 now. Uh, we put him up in the hotel so he can do the red carpet premiere. And the next morning he came up and he's like, Hey Matt, thank you so much. The movie looked great. I said, Hey, I'm, I'm moving your brother's car out. And he's like, Oh yeah. How do you get him out? I was like, Oh, let me show you. And, uh, and Arthur was great. He came outside. We sat and we talked and then over his shoulder, one of the, his brother's cars was lifting up <laughs> into the air, and he's like, that's amazing. And he could see it, just this little dot of a Nissan 300ZX flying over the top of the yeah. hotel. And he's like, that's cool. And he goes, I really, really wish my brother could see it, yeah. you know, to see you know, just how, how much respect that we have for, for his legacy and, and, and as, a, as a driver and the, the car collection, you know, and... You know, that movie was all because of, of Adam Carolla's love for it. And Adam now has, I think, nine Paul Newman race cars. Yeah, so. he's going to – it's like Pokemon, man. He's going to he's gonna catch them That's all That's it. Collect them all. <laughs> I wish we could collect them all. There's, there's a few that I would really love to have. And by we, I mean for Adam to buy and for me to like yeah. and, and, and hang out. <laughs> like if I could spend his money on them, that would be great, is, uh, is the, the Le Mans Porsche from 1979 um, with uh, – uh, the rest of the guys now. I don't know should why. Have brought, but, I should have uh, brought my yeah. book, The Racing Life of Paul Newman, the book. Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> we could use it as reference. <laughs> uh, that would be a cool car yeah. to have. Yeah. Um, but, uh, uh, but no, I don't know where it is. Adam knows where it is. I forgot where. Somebody has it. It's in a museum somewhere, I okay. think. Okay. Uh, but that would be one car that I it's would probably, love probably to over see in Europe in, somewhere. In the collection, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that would be, that would be pretty unique. I mean, because really, for the most part, 
he was doing mostly things with with Datsuns and Nissans and stuff. So he kind of having the Porsche in there um, is kind of a little he, more unique. Porsche he drove, and uh, one of the last cars he drove, I think he was eighty two. I think he died when he was 83. When he was 82, he drove a Corvette, C5 okay. Corvette. Yeah, they they took that to Daytona, didn't they? The 24-hour, I, I think? Yes, I yeah. believe that was in Daytona. Okay. Yeah, yeah I remember seeing that in the uh, in the book. Yeah. So That car, uh, we don't have either. Okay. But that that's a cool car. Yeah. You know, but like, like a lot of race car drivers, um, uh, you, you would drive the car for a year, and it's part of the team, but you don't really own it it's not like your car it's a right. team car right and and but there were a few cars over the years that adam did own and there is a uh there's a 1987 nissan 300 zx the v6 single turbo car uh adam corolla has famously raced his 1988 car in monterey for several years it's one of his favorite cars to drive. This is the sister car. It looks exactly the same. The only real difference is the 87 car has a blue roll bar. Okay. Uh, and the 88 car is white. Okay. Now, were those cars, those cars were still the V6s? Yeah, they were okay. V6. So, okay, because at one point, I think Nissan had, had had put a V8 in the 300ZX, like in the maybe the early 90s to get it to be competitive, I think. Yeah, uh, and uh, Adam has a 95 uh, 300ZX, raced by uh, Steve Millen, uh, Johnny O'Connell, and John Morton. And that okay. has a, a V8, but Nissan didn't have a V8 then. It's basically an Infiniti yeah. engine in it. But the um, uh, the 87, uh, the 1987 300ZX is one of these cars where in 87, Newman raced it. And then as he got older, he, he was doing less racing in the series for points. So he wanted to get a car to just go out and do some track days and a, and a couple races. So mm-hmm. he, this was years later. So he went back and he bought the 1987 oh, really? car. Okay. And he owned that in his collection. Okay. And so that car is very special because it's one of the few that Paul Newman actually owned and kept like in a garage of his and, uh, and had it for many years. Um, that's the most recent car. We're very happy to say uh, Adam was able to find that car, to purchase that car. It's in the U.K., and in this coming June, we're flying out to the Goodwood Festival of Speed to do the hill climb. And uh, we've we've arranged for the car to meet us there. And uh, Adam's going to get in it for the first time and do the hill climb. <laughs> That's going to be really We have cool. no idea if he's even going to fit. <laughs> like, we're telling the guys, prep the car. You know, but, you know, Paul Newman was like 5'9". Adam's <laughs> like 6'2". Yeah. You know, and most of these race cars, like so many race cars that you guys know, is there's a roll bar or some sort of bulkhead or something. You can't move the seat back very far. So almost all of the cars that Adam's acquired over the years, the race cars, we have to cut down the steering shaft and then re-weld on the uh, the quick release for the steering wheel, um, cut the wheels, uh, the pedals down, (laughs) and and try to get, you know, try to squeeze Adam in there. And uh, it's tight, (laughs) but it's good. So that the 1995 300ZX, the Steve Millen car that you referenced, I love that car. Um, I fit in it, and Adam does not. Yeah. And there's there's a bulkhead that you you can't do it. Like we took the seat out and we sat Adam on the floor, and he can kind of fit. So the best we can do is just like pour a foam, just a custom <laughs> seat, just just like one inch of foam, just you know, so you don't break your your, your ass bone. Yeah. But that's really about it. But that car is great. We'd love to get it out there, but. He doesn't fit. Yeah. You know, he just doesn't fit at all. Keeping your fingers crossed, right? Yeah, he's a lanky <laughs> dude, but he just doesn't fit. We had Steve Millen over the other day, too, and uh, and he looked at the car because he has one, the same car, but his huh? is the turbo. Okay. And uh, his is like 1,200 horsepower, and the naturally <laughs> aspirated is like 600. Yeah. Now, which yeah. which car was it that had some motor issues? I remember there was the a race cars, man. They all yeah, have all motor of them, issues. All of them. They all have motor I remember, issues. Well, there was one of them that like they got it all buttoned back up together, I think, and then there was something else wrong on the dyno or something. Well, there's a few. Uh, there's there's Paul Newman's 1985 GT1 Championship race car, which is another 300 ZX uh, a V6 turbo car. That that's the biggest restoration of race cars that we've done, and that was. Uh, our friends over at uh, Hotchkiss uh, Suspension. Yeah, I have one of the rear sway bars on my, my station wagon. Uh, uh, John's team did a lot of work on the car. 
and then we're finishing the car in house. We're having the and uh, uh, we're having a body made for it. That's the car you probably heard us say on, yeah, on, on the car show. Cast yeah. Where yeah. That engine's blown up like three times on the dyno. And what's frustrating <laughs> yeah, I think is that's, that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> it's frustrating because we keep getting a bill for it. Like who keeps who keeps blowing it up and paying for it? And uh, and. and <laughs> it's it's just a nightmare of a thing. I don't I don't like I'm such a big fan of cars and I love what some of these engine builders but what's what what's with machine shops and engine builders <laughs> are like they just don't give a fuck about customer service. You're just yeah. like I don't know if I could say that on your podcast. Oh, it's fine. We we're in the explicit rating on oh, iTunes. Well, good. Well, you are many, now. Many moons ago, you are, you are now. Yeah. <laughs> and I I just don't know what happened. It's just like it's. It's like you could call the guy and be like, hey, you know, let me know what you're doing with the engine. Give me an update. I want to send a guy down to film it. We do a show. We'd yeah. love to get some videos and share it. And they never call back. They never just <laughs> they just don't care. They're just, they're just on their schedule. I was like, dude, come on. What's got to be somebody over there. happening? Like, I, I, you know, there was something wrong with the wrist pins. And, and that was uh, that that broke the motor the first time. And then. And then the guy, you know, you go to the best engine builder because you, you're you're hiring the guy's experience. And yeah. then he says, uh, "Well, we blew something up because we sized the turbo wrong, you know, <laughs> um, and not the turbo, to, you know, the the front and the back half of the turbo, the yeah. two sides of the turbo. They basically, he's like, we 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 did it wrong, and, and you know, we got to get it." done again i was like okay go do that you should you should go do that but, and he's like well we, anyway it ended up costing adam poor guy cost him like 50 grand to build Man. this motor <laughs> you know i i remember uh what was it i guess you guys were at monterey at one point and adam didn't have the right wristband i guess and so i used to talk about on carcast before but like yeah. having to like go back and you know get that was in coronado and, Okay, okay. Yeah, so that was in Coronado where Adam <laughs> drove the car onto yeah. the track, and the woman's like, you don't have the right wristband. He's like, I'm, I'm in a race car. It's a running group. It's like, what do you think I'm going to do? It's like, I'm not just, you know, it's not like, hey, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a terrorist. I'm, I'm just going onto the track because I feel like this is where I should be. Yeah. And I'm not that kid in the GTI going in one yeah. of the spec Beetle races. And she's like, <laughs> sorry, son, no. Yeah. So he, he gets out of the car. And he, like, runs over. He, like, hops onto the back of some dude's, like, scooter, you know, with, like, a Hans device and a helmet. And they <laughs> ride him over. And, of course, you know, the wristband booth is way on the other side <laughs> of, of the base. Coronado's a Navy base. Yeah. It's way on the other side. And it just, you know, by the time he got back and got out of the car, there, you know, he's, like, a lap down. And he's like, what, what's going on? He's like, why was this so complicated? Just, it's just, I'm telling you, some of the gatekeepers, like, yeah. they just love the rules. Like, they yeah. live for that job. What's when, funny, too, is, like, it kind of, you know, everybody knows Adam Carolla is kind of like a celebrity, but it shows you that, like, hey, like, some things, like, everybody just has to go by the rules on. No, it was never even about that. It wasn't about, like, hey, I'm Adam Carolla. Yeah. It was just, like, I'm I'm just a guy in a yeah. car in a race suit <laughs> with a helmet <laughs> and a Hansa Weiss and gloves, yeah. and I'm in, like, the right car, <laughs> you know, the same class. So, like, what, like, what do you think is going to happen like yeah. how evil could i be where i'm like i'm just sneaking onto the so track it was real funny at nationals nasa east coast nationals in 2014 i think they were road atlanta and one of my friends same thing happened to him he showed up at grid and you know didn't have his wristband yeah so he had to like haul ass through the paddock to be able to get his wristband nasa fined him 250 dollars for speeding in the paddock on top of it <laughs> Like, like, I get it if you're racing for points. Yeah. Like, if you're racing for points and you're in a series and and let's say you're trying to sneak in another driver because some guy's got diarrhea and, like, he's not going <laughs> to yeah. go out there. I get or it. Or you got, you got the is, hot shoe in there. This is just like this is like a track day. Yeah. This, you know, it's not – you know, it's just like a track day. Like, yeah. Adam does, like, four, maybe six races a year. <laughs> And, uh, and and this one's close, so we're like, ah, oh, let's let's drive down and do the event. Yeah, you know. But the last one we did too, because you talk about blown motors. You know, we took the BRE Roadster. Adam has the first BRE Roadster, mm -hmm. um, the Datsun 2000, the Peter Brock car, and you know, one lap into it, just blew a hole in the block. It was a brand new motor. <laughs> it was a brand new motor, and uh, uh, is that like an L16 in those things? It, there's a block. There's a hole about the size of a softball. Oh. And Man. <laughs> just the rod snap, and then no, we 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 brought it back, and our our, our head mechanic Tom in, in in the shop 
put it up and uh, pull the oil pan off, and um, there's a rod bolt sitting in there, just brand new. <laughs> just just wasn't torqued down. It just backed it just out. backed itself Complete out. Complete negligence. Man. Just just didn't <laughs> just didn't tighten it down, you know? Yeah. And all it needed was a few revolutions <laughs> in the motor to to just fall out. So it know? went run like what? Just like one or two sessions and that's it? It, it did like a warm-up lap, not <laughs> sessions. Didn't even. It did a warm-up lap, and then when they <laughs> hammered her down, boom. Done. It just popped. Oh, man. Yeah. Hole man. in the block. <laughs> yeah. Now, what's it Luckily, like? it's a little tiny four-cylinder, so, you know, and, you know, with just, all it has is like a, a fuel line going to <laughs> yeah. it. And, and Mechanical that's it. fuel pump at the front. And like, that's driven, it. So it's like, it's like train. four yeah. bolts and it pops right out. <laughs> now, what's it like going to those those events? Like, I've never, I've never actually, I've gone to see vintage racing, but I've never actually, like, participated. I haven't either. Okay. No, I, I you know. Adam goes out and races. Yeah. And it's, that's kind of his thing. His thing? Okay. Yeah, it's kind of his thing. Okay. As much as I would like to do racing, the thing is I never get enough seat time. Like, I'd like to do that more. I should start going out to the events that you guys do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you want to come out to grid I, but, life, man. But I've sort of figured, like, that should be his thing. So yeah. um, if I did any kind of racing, it wouldn't be vintage racing. Okay. You know, it would be – it's more fun. For me, it's more fun to go and – and go with him and, and yeah. support him in his racing. Yeah. Well, that's what I meant. Like when you guys were there, like what's it? What's it like? Uh, like, it, do people know? Obviously, people know Adam, and they yes. like see him, and they know but, they're racing. But he's just him, another. But. He's just another yeah. guy out there. Like okay. he just. Yeah, they know Adam. And people come over, and, yeah. and they'll come over and like, car cast guys and whatever. <laughs> but Adam and I always walk the pits, look at the cars, talk to people. And it's just a lot it's of like normal dudes. It's just like he's just f- completely fascinated with the cars that are out there and interested in them as much as I am. And that's yeah. that's what I love about it. So every time we go vintage racing, it's just boys weekend. Man. Yeah. It's just a bunch of dudes going out for racing. You Have know? you guys ever talked about doing any other racing besides vintage racing? Like maybe more like newer NASA or SECCA stuff or anything? I know he's done the, um, yeah. you know, the, the Celebrity Grand Prix. But yeah, he's in it again. Um, Is he in it um, again next week? Yes, it's coming okay. up. Like I don't know when your show is actually going to air. This one will uh, air probably a couple weeks after that. Yeah, so so let's say three he weeks was, ago he was in. Yeah, like like three weeks ago, Adam was in the the Toyota Pro Celebrity Race yeah. in Long Beach, which is the 40th anniversary of that race. Okay, and this is going to be the last one. Ever. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. And they brought back, which you have seen three weeks ago. They brought back <laughs> all past winners. Really? So it's a very competitive it's like group. a race of champions. Like we, like, but Adam loves it, right? Yeah. And and he, he you know, he call me on the phone and be like, "Hey, let's let's start tracking down the lap times of all these old guys and let's put together a chart and let's see how fast they are." And we did. Yeah. And you know, all these guys have won and uh Adam is actually very impressive because his lap time is probably top 5. Yeah. You know, of of twenty two guys that are out there, including the pros. Keep in mind that this year was Jimmy Vassar, Alan Sir Jr., yeah. Rod Millen, <laughs> Ken Gushi. Like these are the you know guys that are fast out there. And then the celebrity groups, fast guys. Um, Sean Patrick Flannery. I think it's Sean. It's Sean Patrick Flannery. I don't know. Frankie Muniz. Yeah. You know, oh, <laughs> good old Malcolm in the middle hauls ass. You think do you think he'll show up in the uh, in the white Volkswagen Jetta from from the first show? <laughs> I know at one point he had owned it. <laughs> he 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 does own the Volkswagen for Fast and Furious. Yeah, and then last year at Barrett, he sold it, immediately regretted it, and bought it back. <laughs> yeah, really. He's at Barrett every year. He's a fanatical car collector. He sits up on the skybox. I'm up there uh, a, a few times, but he's just there every day, all day. Yeah, so he. That's what he you like to see, that man. Car. Yeah, but there's some fast guys out there. Rutledge Wood is in it again, yeah. and he's very fast because um, all of these guys have won, of course. Um, Rutledge uh, and I actually went to the same high school. He graduated a couple years before. Yeah, I did, he but. mentioned you. He said, "Say hi to." Mentioned it. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he did. <laughs> uh, Brett Davern's a great kid from uh, MTV Awkward. Um, who was it? Who was it that won last year? Um, there was somebody, one of the pros, like just kind of whooped up on everybody last year. I was watching it on on YouTube. Alfonso Ribeiro won last year. Yeah, yeah, he's in he, it again. He's fast. Yeah, yeah. I was I was very surprised. Yeah, Alfonso's fast. Yeah. So that's got to be a lot of fun for those guys. I mean, how much training do they actually do beforehand? Because some of those guys, I'm sure, have never really yeah. So you do that way before you do two days, two or three days at Willow Springs with Danny McKeever's driving school. Okay, and then you go to Long Beach and for the press day, which is a practice session, and you do four 
quick sessions, four 10-lap sessions for the day, and then that's it. Now, uh, I think you could do four days at Willow Springs, but okay. there's two mandatory days. Now, here's the thing. Is all these guys have done the race several times. They've all won before, so they're all a little bit like, let's just do one <laughs> yeah. or two days at Willow Springs. We yeah. don't need to keep dragging our ass up there. <laughs> um, and then they all did the, the practice day, but the practice day was, was kind of a bust because – uh, Toyota's so concerned about budget and wrecking the cars that they took the 22 slebs and pros, broke them into four groups, and then each group had one of Danny McKeever's driving instructors in the front, and it was all lead follow. Okay. And the lead follow was, I did times, and they were at least 10 seconds off the pace. Really? Uh, it's just so, <laughs> I, I was like, this isn't just a practice session. This is... This is a lead follow, yeah. and that's it. I wonder, are the cars going to be branded Toyota this year? Are they still going to be branded they, Scion? They still are Scion. Okay. Yeah. Kind of interesting Because they're not there. new cars. They keep using the same yeah. race cars. Yeah. And they didn't want to even rebadge them. Like, they don't even. They're just like, ah, oh, farewell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like, let's just, let's just do this. Yeah. It'll be a good event. I mean, it was a good event three weeks it ago. It was. <laughs> Should we say who won? <laughs> I, I wish. Yeah. Adam, congratulations, Adam <laughs> yeah, Carolla, right. for winning your event. And of course, Jimmy Vaster smoked everybody in the pro class. But uh, uh, see, yeah. And then Google that shit and see if I'm right. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be right. really exciting, actually, if yeah. it was like prophecy. <laughs> well, that's the play on. Yeah. Um, uh, but it's a fun event. It's, 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 it's a fun event. I can't believe they're doing away with it. I, I, you know, it's I mean, really surprising. Don't me, tell anybody, but, but I think uh, they just they just couldn't get a sponsor for it. Yeah, and, and they don't Toyota didn't want to keep paying for it themselves. Okay, it's an expensive event to put on. Yeah, well, maybe we'll see them uh, all racing Teslas or something soon. I heard about <laughs> this all electric series. Have you seriously? Have yeah, you heard it? yeah. yeah. Uh, last you, week, which wait. now five weeks ago was uh, Formula E too. No, but there's there's talk about like some kind of sports car series. Oh, really? Of electric cars, and right now they can only be basically Tesla Model S's. Yeah. And the idea is is they would all be the slightly older, eighty five, not D. They need to be two wheel drive versions because yeah. nobody wants to race the four wheel drive versions. And I don't know if anything is going to come of it or what happens and. Uh, like, is it just a short race, or or do they swap cars, which would be really expensive for just like an independent yeah. team? Maybe like a battery swap. Like, I don't know. I don't know if anybody's figured this out. Yeah, because I think when, but when it was the just Tesla like was rumor new, where they're like, let's do an all electric race yeah. car <laughs> series. I think when the Tesla was new, didn't one of the magazines try and take it out to like Laguna Seca and test it, and they ran out of battery like long before they could ever actually get lap times in? Yeah, because I think <laughs> I. I don't think they trailered it there. I oh, think they, they had to drive it there. it there, yeah. <laughs> and then somebody else did something. I think it was Edmonds did something in Fontana. And uh, they they flatbedded it, but there's only like, I don't know, there was like some issue with charging or how much charge it was. Yeah. Maybe they just didn't plan ahead, but, <laughs> uh, uh, but who knows? Like, I've, you know, I've driven the Tesla, and it seems... Like a cool car. You I mean, throw your thousand dollars down on the Model Three. I I did not. I did <laughs> Good. not. Good. <laughs> I did not. Um, it's kind of funny looking. Like the weird. I I love that everybody just immediately came out with all these memes of yeah. the weird faces, <laughs> all these like teeth hanging out, smiley face, and and I I read today that there's already a website that's uh, selling or trying to sell. Uh, vinyl stickers for the front with all really? the different grills and faces. So already, the car's not even out for like another year and a half. Yeah, and you could buy the sticker for the front. Yeah, well, yeah. What, what there's some really mind, funny ones though. What blew my mind was that people put money down before they ever even saw what it looked Look, like. They were in line like, like they were buying a new iPhone, which yeah. I don't even get why. They get in line iPhone, for an iPhone. You get, you get to see the iPhone before you actually buy it. Yeah, like, but no, like, you could wait in line on Wednesday to buy an iPhone, and then on Saturday you could just walk in and buy an iPhone, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, so maybe Once not quite the days. same with the Tesla, but but these people got to still wait a year and a half to get it. I don't know. It's just, I mean, great for Elon Musk. Yeah, I mean, if in the business world you're like, this is the most inventive round of debt financing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> you're like, just go ahead and announce something and take everybody's money and then go build it. Yeah. It's like, easy, it's, and, yeah. and, you know, if they end up not wanting the car, then you borrowed $1,000 without any interest, and you just give it back to them. Yeah, so <laughs> uh, Tesla, I guess, was trying to predict how many people would buy the car and then resell it for a profit. Mm -hmm. And and I guess they were trying to gauge it on based on how many people were laying down more than one deposit. 
there was some kind of limit, I guess, on how many cars you can buy. Okay. But of the like two hundred eighty thousand deposits they've taken, um, less than five percent were people buying multiple cars. Wow. But if you think about that, like I really That's want a Tesla. A lot of people buy. Let, let's just cars. say if you really wanted a Tesla Model Three. And it's a thousand dollars deposit. Why not just go in with three thousand, get three, yeah. and then sell your other deposits for like five grand? Yeah, right. <laughs> like if you're yeah, good if up you, on if the you're list, that far up on yeah, you know. Yeah, actually, uh, I have a friend in Atlanta that actually went at like five in the morning, and yeah. there are already like twenty people in line in front of her. So it just—I uh, believe Dan Edmonds went uh, from Edmonds, and I think he was like number eighty or something at the dealer, or thirty or something, thirty-five or something like that. Um, just wait. Within a matter of months, you're going to see the picture of that car on eBay, if not already, and it'll be like, you're not buying the car. <laughs> you're buying the deposit. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're, you're basically buying the list, and we want ten grand. Wow. You know, like, I'm it'll, just guessing. It'll happen, though. I mean, look at, look at, like, kind of, like, more rare, like, sports cars. Like, that was happening with, like, the GT4s, GT3s, like, from Porsche. Everything. Yeah. You know, like, when the new Shelby GT350 yeah. came out. Or like, when I remember the Xboxes came out. <laughs> when the first uh, GTR came out. Yeah. Which, you talk know. about a car that's getting a little long in the tooth, man. That car has been How do you like the facelift, though? How do you like the facelift? It looks decent. It does not look that bad. So, I'm, uh, yeah, we actually had Steve Doherty on the show, who was the 2012 GT Academy winner. Um, so he actually, because Nissan's been kind of pulling out of stuff lately, yeah. Um, at least for for like racing uh, in the U.S. a little bit. Uh, I think they're still running some some World Challenge cars and stuff, but so that they could focus their efforts on 190 mile an hour drifts. I don't know if you saw yeah. that today. No, I didn't see that. <laughs> yeah, GTR with a professional drifter, 190 mile an hour drift. Pretty insane. Is it all wheel drive? Uh, I don't know. I didn't read the specifics. I just saw it and said. Huh, that's interesting. And then just kept scrolling. I just kept scrolling. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's the the crazy car? The Delta Wing? Are they going to race that at Le Mans? Or uh, race I don't know. Again? I mean, you know, they raced it at, at the twenty four hour and yeah. was doing fairly well. I think it was actually leading overall. It's weird though. And right? then there was yeah, it's you a little phallic say so. looking. It's weird. And, yeah, it's a little weird. Actually, it's a little weird. Um, it's maintained somewhere close to Atlanta, and I've actually kind of seen it uh, naked, and it's it's kind of interesting from that point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's 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 an interesting car. Now, didn't didn't Panos like sue them and like we came up with the first? Yeah, I think so. But what's the dude's name? Danny? Danny Panos? Dan Dan Panos? I don't even know. I think he owns that company. I don't know if you know the, the history or not, but that guy. I mean, they used to own they used to own like Grand Am too. Yeah. So I, I think he like had a design for. It. I don't know the whole story. So not I'm Grand Am, or something, but yeah. But uh, they were very he, heavy. He had like a Delta a Wing design, and then patented it or something and and i guess he's very angry about this i remember this it's so weird looking yeah. to me it's still kind of <laughs> weird looking i remember seeing some of the videos though like the way the tires are and the weight distribution and everything like the tires up front are so skinny just because there's like not really a whole lot of weight up front you can actually like i've seen them just lift up the front of it with like two guys well just like lift it up and that's it the whole thing wow. weighs i mean it's i think it's less than two thousand pounds it was like 990 kilograms yeah, or something. Yeah, I've seen it crash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was one at, at Road Atlanta a couple years ago before Petit Le Mans where, like, it kind of got up over a Ferrari and, f- and, like, slid down the hill. It turned, like, coming up under the bridge before turn 12. So it that was ran over a Ferrari? Kind of. Or, like, it, it hit a Ferrari and ended up, like, flipping and kind of, like, sliding down. And they had it ready for the race the next day. It's pretty pretty insane, actually. But... Yeah, the flipping thing doesn't surprise yeah. me. Just based <laughs> off the design, I just kind of feel like... Didn't we used to have three-wheeler ATVs for the longest time? We're like, this yeah. is dumb. Let's go to four wheels. And yeah, people were getting hurt. <laughs> yeah, right? So this is a little same, bit like same that. Thing, right? like a little bit like that. I mean, you know, there's more than one wheel in the front, but it's... it's it reminds me. Like it kind of reminds me of like a, a Harley trike a little bit. Yes. <laughs> Which don't turn very well at all. Which is different than say the Can-Am Spider, yeah. right? Which is it's the Can-Am Spider, right? Yeah. The wheels are in the front. Yeah. There's a the Can-Am Spider, now there's the Polaris Slingshot now too. I, I drove that. Yeah? How was it? Not so great. It was uh it Did you do it? Been did you do the press press event that was here? I didn't do press event. Here? They gave me one to okay. drive for a while. Oh, nice. Yeah. Did that did it like command a lot of looks like cruising around town? It does because it's it's funky looking. Do you dress um, up as Batman? I I dressed in all black and I drove <laughs> it down. It was funny. I drove it down like I went some cruises and stuff with it, and then I put the helmet on and I drove it 
down like Hollywood Boulevard in the middle of the night <laughs> with a buddy of mine, two dudes like in helmets on, like, <laughs> and uh, so nobody would recognize us. And I was just, I was just like from all this traffic out here, but from light to light, I was just like screaming and yelling and doing burnouts, and people were like screaming <laughs> all about the car and just doing like the craziest stuff. They're like. They don't know what it is. They don't know what it can do. So they're just like, hey, do stuff. Yeah. They're like, do stuff. I'm like, they think it's what? awesome. They don't realize that their Camry they just bought is like $10,000 more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I I wished it was faster. Yeah. You know. Something it just, a little like a little snail couldn't fix. I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure, sure there's ways to add it. power to it. Actually, what if they what if they put electric motors in those and made a spec racing series out of those? That'd be kind of interesting. You know, I I keep going back to this video I've seen on YouTube where the dude was like slaloming it and just flipped it. <laughs> and I was okay, like, okay, maybe again, that's not a good idea. We could just put four wheels on it, call it an aerial atom, <laughs> and make it really fast, and then problem solved, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like that's yeah. I remember. It. I don't even know. Maybe in in Texas, I think for a while they were outlawed because they didn't really know how to classify them. Like, it's a motorcycle. It's not a motorcycle. Yeah, out here it's weird if too. It's a car. Out here, I think it's you don't need a motorcycle license, okay. But you're supposed to wear a helmet, okay. But I've seen several on the road now, and nobody's wearing a helmet. Huh? It's interesting. <laughs> but when they give you one in your press, they make you wear a helmet. Okay. Yeah. Is it is it registered as a motorcycle? Like, could you try and lane split with it? No. <laughs> no, you can't. That'd be kind of interesting. No. But I did see a dude try to lane split in a, on a Can-Am Spider. I was oh, like, that's God. like lane splitting with a Miata. <laughs> yeah. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, you, there's no way. That's, you know, spending some time in L.A., like, that's one of the, the things that still kind of, like, I ride motorcycles. But that's one of the things that still freaks me out a little bit. Like, because... I'll do a lane change, and then, like, right after I'll do a lane change, like, five seconds later, a bike will become, like, come buzzing down. I'm like, I didn't look for a bike. That could have been really bad. Yeah. So it kind of it freaks me out a little bit. So I don't know if, I, I, if I'd want to or not, but I don't know. I guess if it cuts time off the commute. You know, it took me uh, an hour and 15 minutes to go, like, literally 11 miles. So, yeah. Here out today. here. Yeah, yeah. We didn't time it the best. Yeah, no, we, that's all right. We, we didn't time it well. We're like, <laughs> let's go get a beer for happy hour. Like, yeah. Happy hour is... Happy hour is happy evening. Yeah, happy and hour into the is night. rush hour, basically. I guess that's why happy hour is so popular here, right? Because you're like, oh, I'm not going to go sit in traffic. Let's go have some drinks that's instead. That's it. <laughs> let's go get some half-price beers where they're not $18, they're only 9 <laughs> So I, uh, I wanted to ask, like, how did you kind of get into everything um you know we've obviously a lot of people know you from you know from car cash show and from shift and steer but how did you actually kind of get started in automotive podcasting and kind of just being involved in cars in general i mean i know that probably goes way back and is a very broad question yeah but. i mean it I, i'm sure everybody every dude is like well you know i was really into cars as a kid and i had this like that's the boring <laughs> story of it and that's how every car guy yes that's how yeah. it starts my favorite for is well guys. i don't think i had a choice yeah nobody's like hey when i was 35 i got my driver's license for the first time and it was just opened a whole new world for me and i all of a sudden started to love cars like nobody has that story that is doing this as like a career so yeah yeah been in cars forever but it was just one of these things where uh you know you have a job as like so many people do and you some you, people suckers and uh, <laughs> and then you spend all your money on your car shit. Yeah. Right. So I, I was running a web development company and it did well for a long time. And then, uh, it, you know, then after like September 11th and the Internet bubble burst, I was like, I'm just going to work on cars. And then then I ran out of money and I was like, well, what do I want to do next? And I just sort of saw it as an opportunity to see if I can turn that cliche of, you know, if you love what you do, it's not really work. I was <laughs> like, well, okay, well, can I take a hobby and turn it into a job? Yeah. And uh, I, I started getting into the automotive aftermarket world. I didn't even know what I wanted to do. And and I just, I like, I drove out to a SEMA show and, and just walked around to everybody, every booth, just talk and to all the companies that I knew, but I didn't know anybody at these companies. I just walked around and I just introduced myself. I was like, hey, I'm Matt. You know, uh, we're going to be working together soon. And they're like, really? 
was like, yes. And I just kept doing that and doing that and doing that. Every event I can go to. Um, and then I didn't think to get into sort of the entertainment side, if you can call it that. But, uh, uh, you know, through a friend, I, I, I met... Uh, I met Adam Carolla, and he was just starting this idea of a show called CarCast. And I, I came in, and and he's like, do you want to produce it? And I was like, I don't know what that means, but sure. Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> Whatever. Count me in. Um, so I just sort of figured it out and just started doing that. And he had just started podcasting, so it was new to everybody. And Adam came from this very successful entertainment world, and I had come from a fairly successful career in the business world. So as he was putting together a business and learning things about payroll and insurance and, you know, sales commissions and, and things like that, I was learning about the entertainment space. So we sort of bonded. Uh, we, we connected immediately. And then over the years, we just, I think we got this real good friendship and mutual respect for each other where mm -hmm. uh, we, we ask each other a lot of questions about our respective industries that we came from. And then uh, at some point, I took over as, as co-host for CarCast and and just just kept pushing from there. You know, I just kept doing like what all you guys do. Yeah. Everybody out there that's doing a podcast <laughs> or trying to do a video show or, or, or you know, whatever. And at, at, at some point, you, you kind of need to decide, you know, for me, it was if I if I keep doing other jobs, I'm going to rely on those other jobs and I won't really move forward with what I hope is a new career in the automotive yeah. space. You have to take a so, little bit of a risk. So I just stopped doing those other jobs. Yeah. And if that meant I had to sell all my shit and all my cars and, and live off that until, you know, downsize a bit. And, uh, and I did. And then that sort of forced me to focus more on, on this automotive world. Uh, and, and here we are years later yeah. and I'm, I've, I've succeeded. I'm on your podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you've made it. <laughs> I've made it. You've made it to the Slip Angle Show. Here I am. I've made it to the Slip Angle Show. Which is uh, funny because, like, <laughs> I, I listened to CarCast way before I ever was like, huh, I can start my own podcast? Okay. So, but yeah. So, I mean, you kind of, you did that for a little while and you, you're still doing it. But now you also have Shift and Steer. You want to tell yeah, us a little bit about how that kind of, like, came about a little bit? <laughs> so, in, in, this, uh, in this automotive world... I, uh, you know, you meet tons of people, which is one of the things I love, especially the guys that you've been looking up to and reading about your whole life. And then you find yourselves either doing a show with them or going to events with them. And then you realize how great they really are. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the best thing ever when you're like, that guy's my hero. And then you meet him. You're like, he's not a dick. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love that. He's not a dick. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and I feel like in the Hollywood world, that's rare for some reason. <laughs> but in the automotive world, everybody is so nice. Yeah. Uh, so I became friends with with a few guys. And these are now my co-hosts on Shift and Steer. Uh, we have Brad Fanshaw. Brad owns Bond Speed Wheels. And his business partner is Michael Anthony from Van Halen, Basis of Van Halen, and Chicken Foot and The Circle. And just, just you know, for me at my age... Van Halen, come on. Yeah. And Michael Anthony with his bottle of Jack on the stage all the time and his, <laughs> his crazy mullet and, you know, playing a bass. is like, and then you meet Michael and you're like, nicest guy ever. Like, so awesome. Just a nice dude. And so I became good friends with Brad and, uh, and, uh, and Brad's history at Vision Streetwear, if anybody's familiar with that, big in the skateboarding. Mm -hmm. and, and, uh, and then from there, he, he was the president of Boyd Coddington Wheels. Really? And he was Boyd okay. Coddington's business partner. They did Shazoom, and they did a Luma Coupe, and they did all these crazy cars, and they took the company public. It was like the first real successful hot rod company. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and in the car world, that's where Brad sort of, you know, made his bones. Um, and then after leaving Boyd's, he started... Uh, Bond Speed Wheels, and just a good dude, just a smart guy, great business guy, knows everybody. I mean, when when Brad was running Boyd Coddington, some of the early guys he hired as their first jobs, Jesse James really? worked for him. Chip Foose, right out of school, wow. was a designer at Boyd Coddington and worked for Brad so back like, in the day. He's like Master Splinter. Yeah, he's like Master <laughs> Splinter. Yeah, he is. Uh, uh, so such a great dude, and uh, he's a good friend of mine. 
Um, so he came up with this idea for uh, for shift and steer, and I was like, I don't whatever it is, count me in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have Pete Shaporis, good old Petey. I mean, Pete has been building hot rods since he was born, right? He just he created a famous hot rod uh, shop back in the day called Pete and Jake's. He built some hot rods from there. He sold the company. And he wasn't allowed to build hot rods for a while because of his contract. So he became the vice president of marketing for SEMA for five <laughs> years. And he like dove in. And and then afterward, he hooked up with Alex Exidius, the creator of SoCal Speed Shop. Mm-hmm. And he built that into the empire that it is today and sort of incubated some of the great talents like Jimmy Shine. You know, he's done tons of TV and great hot rods and award-winning stuff and jimmy's such a nice guy he's got his own shop now pete's a legend man i call him the hoff because he's in more hall of fames <laughs> than anybody really you i'm telling you if you go through pete shaporis's resume and you see how many different hot rod car hall of fames design judging stuff like everything and he's such a good dude and he just knows everything about hot rodding the history and and all of it and now there's the alex exidia school I think uh, over at the uh, like NHRA, Muse- NHRA Museum in Pomona, okay. there's this, this kind of a hot rodding school. And I think it's free for all the students, and it's all based on scholarships and stuff. And, uh, and Pete does a lot with that. So he's just a legend in the hot rod space, like the California kid. The hot rod was so famous, there was like basically <laughs> a movie. And, and on the cover of the box or the DVD or whatever it is now, that's his hot rod his- on the California kid. <laughs> Um, and I like that these guys come from different eras. I yeah. mean, like very early hot rodding is Pete Shaporis. And then sort of the modern hot rod is Brad Fanshaw. And then our other guy is Aaron Hagar. <laughs> and Aaron is this big rot, rat rod guy. Just anything with fucking rust on it, he <laughs> loves. And he's Sammy Hagar's son. Yeah. And uh, he's such a nice guy. Uh, he's super into this stuff. And he also, he brings this whole motorcycle thing because I'm not really a motorcycle guy. And he does all this. He, he does all this adventure biking. And then yeah. he goes out to to uh, 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 Laguna uh, and Sears Point. Is it still called Sears Point? I don't know uh, what they call it anymore. Sonoma. Sonoma. Sonoma something. Ra- Mazda Raceway. Infinity. Yeah. Yeah. So many and he, names. And he's so out many there names. Just hauling ass on bikes, yeah. running the track. So, anyway, three dudes, those three guys came up and like, let's do a show together. And I was like, great, let's do it. And let's just make it a little different from CarCast. Let's go to events and mm-hmm. let's try to broadcast shows. And we'll, we'll interview some legends in the space, um, both the new ones and the old ones. And uh, it's just it's just a fun show for me to do because they're like three of my best friends. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's really – I mean, some of them – did you meet some of them through CarCast or just from being out here doing car stuff? Or? Uh, I, th- I, I think I probably met them all – through CarCast. Okay. And, you know, again, like being one of the first real automotive podcasts and Adam saying, you know, start to produce a show, that's me just going through my wish list of people I would love to meet <laughs> and and booking them for the show. I mean, like, we're doing a show. I don't know. And it's weird because not that long ago, you know, seven years ago, it'll be seven years in June we've been doing the show. It was it was weird to take uh, car designers and hot rod builders and even the owners of some of these aftermarket companies and start interviewing them and social media stuff and almost turning them into celebrities. You yeah. Know? Like, look at now. Look at Chip Foose and Troy Trepanier and Ring Brothers and Bodie Stroud and all these hot rod builders, you know, and then even the owners of these companies, you know, um, uh, Detroit Speed and Engineering, those guys, mm-hmm. John Hotchkiss, you know, yeah. they all have sort of a, a celebrity to them. You know, yeah. they've been on dozens of shows and tons of podcasts and articles written about them. And articles have always in the past have been, let's write about the sway bar that they make, never about the guy. Yeah. You know, unless you're Dom Perdome or something, you know. And now it's it's a great conversation to have with these guys because then you realize these guys, you know, they have incredible racing backgrounds and engineering backgrounds. And they've, you know, I, I, some guy hit me up on social media. I've never met in my life. And he's like, Hey, I'm Ooh, this, in the this area. Awesome Cabot guy. Not, no, not that guy. Not that <laughs> okay. guy. That guy's a tool. <laughs> some other guy. And he's like, I, I have a fabrication shop in Glendale. I'd love to do some work with you guys. And then I went over and I finally met him and he's like, 
He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, all coming up through the 80s and 90s. He's like, I actually worked with Boyd Connington. Really? And I was like, oh, well, then you probably know Brad. He's like, yeah, Brad's the one who hired me as a freelancer. <laughs> I was like, how do I not know this? And the guy has this great fabrication shop yeah. in this little place in, in Glendale. And I was like, all right, man, let's let's do some work. Come yeah. over to the shop. We got tons of shit piled up. Yeah. And you know, we could always use some help. So and what, what, the, he has a great story. I just love this story. Yeah. And that's what I, I kind of we've started honing in on, at least with this show a little bit, is like most people are just normal people that actually have like very interesting stories and they're willing to talk about them. If you just ask, a lot of them are humble enough. They're not going to like come out and just tell you everything right away. Yeah. You know, you got to dig a little deeper and everything. I, and I think in this industry, especially everybody's in this industry because they love it. Yeah. You know, there's, there's actually very few people that are in it that were like, I just need the paycheck. Yeah. You know, like sure. <laughs> people struggle in the industry and they're always, everybody wants more money. Right. Yeah. But I never really run into people who are like, I fucking hate this. I just, I'm just in it for the paycheck. Yeah. Like, I've never run into anybody. Like, you, have you gone to the SEMA show? They're like, this show sucks. Yeah. Like, no, man, this is my Disneyland. The SEMA show is off the hook for me. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, we actually, we had, like, uh, Ken Lingenfelter on a couple of weeks ago. I was just on the phone with him last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah He's we, a good buddy of mine. We had, him, uh, we had him on the show when we were in Chicago. Isn't he the greatest and, dude? Yeah. Super, super awesome guy. Like, you wouldn't even know that he was, you know, you know, was pretty well to do if you didn't know who he was you can sit there and talk cars with him all day and he'll never be like oh yeah i have that or oh yeah i have that and they should actually ask yeah so which i don't know i i think recently he bought a 1983 malibu i think you can't keep up he, that dude yeah i mean he's he loves the auctions yeah i went out and visited him uh in uh palm springs at this little auction that like only he goes to and we're just sitting there and a car comes up, and I was like, oh, I remember those. Those are cool. He's like, all right, I'll buy it. <laughs> what was it? It's, uh, it was like a Ford Falcon. It's like a, yeah, 65 yeah. Falcon. He's like, he's like, I'm not even a Ford guy. Should I get it? I was like, I, I, what? I don't know. It's like, wouldn't, uh, wouldn't he have been like an awesome grandfather to have? He like, yeah, the he's like, like I'm doing like, it. I want that one. Done. And afterwards, he's like, let's go get a steak. I was like, okay, let's go get a steak, man. And uh, he's just the sweetest guy. Yeah. And he's so, he's humbled. He's, he's quiet. Like, yeah. he's just quiet. So he, he called me last night and he's like, hey, I'm thinking about coming to California. He goes, first, I got to stop and like make a couple presentations in Florida. And I was like, wait a minute. Isn't the Barrett Jackson auction coming up? <laughs> he's like, I might swing by. I got my eye on one or two cars. I was like, of course you do. Uh, of course you do. Have you ever gotten to go see his collection at all? No, but I'm going to go up there soon. Here's okay. the deal. I live in California, right? Yeah. It's so why would you there. go anywhere? Like, it's cold yeah. there, right? It's cold what there. What you need to do, you need to string a trip there together with Grid Life, June 10th, 11th, and 12th. Okay. Which would be now, pretty sweet. That's, in, that's the other side of Michigan. It's like a four-hour drive. Matt Ferreira is going to be there, though. So Michigan, that's like north of here? Yeah, I think. East, <laughs> south. It's west. Like, everything is kind of east <laughs> yeah. and north of me, right? Being in California. It's all. Pretty much. Especially yeah. Southern California. Yeah. So, uh, we have all these wonderful invitations from every one of these big car companies and guys like Lingafelter, and they're like, come up to our shop. I'm yeah. like, eh. Spend some time in Detroit. Like, summer, summer in Michigan is gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Well, we're going to go up to Lingafelter's shop. Yeah. And we're going to go buy his collection. I think my shift and steer buddies and I are going to go up there probably this summer. But. You said June 10th. We can't do that. I know okay. we've got some other event out here. Okay. And then the end of June is the Goodwood Festival of Speed, Speed? the hill climb yeah, in the UK. You'll be, yeah, I've you'll never be... gone to that event, so I'm going. I want to go. Uh, yeah. You know, Lamas the week before. Yeah. I'm going to try gonna to do that too? my way. I'm going to yeah? try to, like, like I. <laughs> it's funny. I've been to Europe once. That was last September for the Goodwood Revival, <laughs> right? I was like, check out London. And we're like, yeah, let's go. Let's go to Goodwood in the middle of nowhere. So I'm trying to do. I don't know if this is possible. Yeah, I got to put it together. I want to go out, go to Lama, and then stay the week in Europe, and then meet the guys up at at Goodwood the, the following weekend because yeah. they're just a week apart. Actually, I remember the show you recorded right before you left. It was with a, a woman. I forget who it was, but I feel like you like had to. I feel like you were doing a show, and it was just you and her. I think maybe. I don't know. Might have been a little while ago. I can't remember. That would have been Courtney Hansen. Okay. If yeah, I think you were like, oh, I got to go catch a flight. <laughs> yeah, that's probably. Yeah, that was because that was in September. So that was that's Courtney. Courtney, okay. you know, from overhauling yeah. and, and Power Nation. And uh, you need uh, to get Jesse Combs on. 
I, you know, I've talked to her I have a, a few small times, crush on Jesse Combs. Yeah. And have since I was probably like 16. Because <laughs> she can weld? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, <laughs> I, I've chatted with her a few times. Uh, I, you know, she's probably like, I don't know who that guy is. Yeah, which who is that? Totally makes sense to me. <laughs> um, yeah, she's more than welcome on the show. I'd love to have her on the show. Yeah. Well, she uh, listens. We don't so. get a lot of chicks on the show. Yeah. You know, we don't still get a lot. <laughs> There's you know? just not a lot of chicks in the industry, um, really. But Courtney Hansen was on, and recently uh, Alexis DeJoria. She's been on a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, she's always got a great story. Uh, her dad being Jean Paul DeJoria from Paul Mitchell, and then of course Patron Tequila. Yeah, yeah it's all of Patron, right? <laughs> uh, and she drives the Patron Funny Car, NHRA Funny Car. Uh, so she was on recently. Um, usually when she's in town for, I think for the Winter Nationals, she gives us a call and says, "Can I come in?" Says, "Great." And then, um, and then there are some other really wonderful car girls in the entertainment industry that not many people know about. Wait, which entertainment industry though? Like just like TV. We are and in film. LA. Okay, TV I was going to say we are in industry. LA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, a while ago, I did this um, this stock car race in Irwindale. Kind of this celebrity stock car race. It's weird for me to say that because I'm not a celebrity, <laughs> but everybody else in that race was a celebrity. I just happened to be friends with the dude who put it on, and um, and in the race was uh, Trisha Helfer, and Trisha Helfer is this. Wonderful actress, done a bunch of sci-fi stuff, and Battlestar Galactica just has, like, if you do anything entertainment or sci-fi, like, you're good for life. Like, yeah. you could just go to Comic-Cons and, like, sign <laughs> autographs to nerds and, you know, and just you're make good. tons of money. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> but she's so good, and she's so sweet. She's totally into motorcycles and rides bikes all the time, does all these charity rides and stuff. She raced at Irwindale. She raced at the Toyota Pro Celebrity Race. And uh, a few weeks ago when I went, to Long Beach with Adam Carolla for the practice day, she came just to hang out and watch. Oh, really? She's not even in the race. <laughs> and uh, and she came over. She's like, hey, it's so great to see you again. I was like, you got to come in and do car cast with me. She's like, yes, I know. I've been, I've been, I've been planning it. And I was like, just pick a date. Like, yeah. we got to do it. <laughs> and uh, so she's going to come in. And now I want to hear her, her girl, girl story. I think she's coming in like May 20-something. So Okay. Uh, end of the month, end of May, she's gonna yeah. come in. Yeah, which will be yeah, end of the month when this airs. Yeah, probably like tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like right. I don't know when this is airing, but uh, tomorrow she's coming in. Tune in, Car Cash Show. Yeah, there call. you go. <laughs> so yeah, you know, for for me being in LA and just kind of seeing how accessible people like yourself are. Um, you know, I actually oh, flattered. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I pretend to be. Successful. I thought you were going to be a I'm dick. Really not. I thought you were going to be a dick. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing when I met Matt Farah. I actually told him at the end of that night. I was like, you know, you're way cooler than I thought yeah. you'd be. <laughs> yeah, you're less dicky than I thought. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, Matt's cool. That's so cool even yeah, even yeah. like I, I messaged Jonathan Ward on um, on Facebook. It's like, hey, I'm in town. Like, can I stop by? He was like, sure, come on by. Like, super awesome. Yeah, he's a good dude. Yeah, he's he's got such a great attention to detail. I love the shit that he builds. Yeah, he was on our show not too long ago. I think he's in Dubai or something right now. Okay, like shopping for vintage watches. Yeah. He's like, oh he's, yeah, I saw on Facebook he posted like a bunch of architectural photos from. He like, loves yeah. Patina. Yeah, like he's gonna change his name to Patina Ward. <laughs> Actually, that'd be a pretty good name for like. For like an old yeah, like lounge singer girl, an old like tattooed stripper. No, I'm thinking like <laughs> old lounge singer, kind of. Patina, like, Patina Watson. Like Frank Sinatra era, but really yeah. like D-level, kind of overweight, lounge singer girl. Yeah. Patina. Patina. <laughs> so it was funny. I was actually, my dad and I went to the Peterson, um, which, you know, if you haven't the been rebuilt, to the, the, the Peterson. Rebuilt yeah. Peterson yeah. yeah, I was actually talking to my dad today, um, and he told me that he works with a guy whose daughter works for a civil engineering company. She was actually the project manager for it. So for for the redesign, which okay. I thought was really cool, but one of Jonathan Ward's cars was there. Yes, uh, yeah, one of the one of the four door um, FJs. That's you know, the one he brought two. on our show with okay. us. And, okay, uh, it was he. I called him and was like, "You should come in and bring a car." And uh, yeah, you guys like, don't do the bring a car thing much anymore. do Well, you? here's the thing: is is our our business is podcasting. The videos I love doing, but the videos really just are. A supplement Fluff. to the podcast. Yeah. You know, we don't monetize them. We just do them yeah. for fun so people can see what we're doing um, on the show, see what we're featuring. And we've been filming. I just I just don't have an editor available on yeah. staff. 
you know, like my producer was editing the shows. He's been so busy on all the other stuff. We've probably got 10 or 15 videos in the can. I know how to edit. I just need, I'm, I'm on job number five. I could use job number six. Yeah. Well, <laughs> here's the thing is, is, is like most of your jobs, we don't pay. Yeah. So well, it's perfect. <laughs> so it's perfect. Because if we started paying, that'd be weird, right? Yeah. You'd be like, this is weird. What's I'm making, making money. money. Yeah. This is weird. Yeah. So <laughs> we've got, you know, we've got a dozen or so of these videos in the can. I'd love to start rolling out. Yeah. And it's going to be a little weird because we probably filmed one of them six months ago when we started. Um, we have them. There's some cool stuff. You know, they're mostly just kind of walk around videos. They're not as cool as, you know, like Matt Ferris driving videos, but. Um, Those are cool? But they're not. I mean, people. Tell I know me, for a fact Matt doesn't listen to anybody else's podcast, so we can talk all the shit we want. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Damn that Farah! Damn that Farah! <laughs> yeah, he's a good dude, man. I, I I love doing his show. I love it when he comes on our show. Yeah. And I know he's got his crazy fox body Mustang with the wide fenders. I've got two 1993 Cobras. Oh, really? I'm building one. I'm building kind of on my own for the street, and then one that Bodie Stroud is building me for SEMA this nice. year. Nice. What are you doing on the 16th? I'm supposed to hang out with him on the 16th, and oh, we're going to mess month. around. This month of April, so last month, <laughs> uh, Long Beach Grand Prix. Oh Toyota yeah, that's Pro right. Celebrity that's race. right. Yeah. Oh yeah, that that's might the, coincide. Sixteenth, uh, yeah. I think. Never mind. Yeah, Friday and Saturday is like uh, qualifying in the okay. race. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And congratulations, Adam Kroll. You just won <laughs> you that just race. Won. Yeah. You just <laughs> right. yeah. And man, Jimmy Vassar was really fast. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was tough to, yeah. Well, it's real funny. I was at I was at Farrah's house with him last time I was in town. We were watching South Park, and it was the Yelp episode where like. Cartman starts like yelping and then everybody else does. And I was like, dude, Matt, that's you reviewing other people's cars. And I'm like everybody else. <laughs> it's just like really funny. <laughs> he was like, you know, you're right. <laughs> so so <Yeah. laughs> it was pretty funny. We need to do, I need to do a Mustang thing with him. I need to grab one of my cars and yeah. then get the two Mustangs out. Should go to Pasadena. A little lady from Pasadena, man. Yeah. That'd be fun. Well, we'll figure something out. I'm yeah. going to hit him up as soon as I get one of my cars <laughs> built. The problem with my cars is they're never done. Well, I mean, what cars are ever, like, really done? Like, Matt will say his car's done, but it's not really done. Well, I so what happened is, is I, I bought a 93 Cobra, like, a couple years ago. And I said, all right, I'm going to build this. We're going to do a cool SEMA car out of it. Here we are two years into the car, and it's not even close to being done. <laughs> so about six or seven months ago... I got bored. I was like, I want my car to be done, but I really want to drive one right now. So I went and found another one. I bought another 93 Cobra. And I, I found it in Arizona. My brother happens to live there. And I, I went with him. I bought the car. I drove it to my brother's house. And I was like, there's, there's just a couple little things I want to fix on it. And now the engine's out of the car and everything and the suspension's off and the interior stripped out. I'm like, fuck, I did it again. <laughs> it's like, why do I keep doing this? Or you haven't built the motor, man. Careful. It might take three tries. It's yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you. And I've been working with guys. So I already sent the heads to get out and get rebuilt. I wanted the heads rebuilt. Um, I want to supercharger it. So I want to put in conal valves on it. Mm -hmm. In canal. In canal. In canal. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why studs. I always get that wrong. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it's like, if I'm going to do it, might as well do it right. They've been at it's what what month are we in? Almost May. We're in April. I sent the heads like first week of November. Really? They just been they just like, been chilling, huh? I, they're just <laughs> fucking chilling. I don't know what they're doing. And the guy's like, "What about this? And what about that?" And he's like, "Oh, now we got to special order the valves. They got to be made. That takes four like weeks. Eight thousand dollars heads like, on the thing. Like, man. Why did you tell me twelve weeks ago that the valves needed to be made?" <laughs> It's like we would have ordered that would problem solved. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So this is, this is where we are with, with that engine is, is uh, it's going to be sitting there. I don't know. I don't know if it's ever going to be done. Yeah. But I got a sweet Pro Charger supercharger for it. Nice. Yeah. That thing, should, that thing should be pretty fun, actually. It'll be fun. You like, do some suspension and stuff to it, too? Yeah, or? full maximum motorsport suspension. Nice. Okay. Yeah, it's going to get a, a torque arm and the Panhard bar in the back and um, – uh, it's not too crazy. It's not like the K member swap and stuff. Like I wanted a car that I could drive on the street and not be too great. Now the SEMA car, that one's ridiculous. That one's going to get this built Coyote motor with an eight stack injection on it and an independent rear and what is you going to run fast? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, but the other car that I bought that hopefully I would be good done soon. I wanted to modify it, but I wanted it to be like mostly period correct modifications. 
and if you're familiar with the 93 Mustang Cobra, uh, I kept like the Cobra intake manifold. Mm-hmm. It's been extrude hone ported, but I'm keeping that manifold. Oh, okay. And the, the original GT40 heads, it's got the heads, but they're ported. You know, um, sure, I can. I could have just bought aluminum heads <laughs> for half the price yeah. and twice the flow, but I just wanted to keep it original. Just makes I don't know. It kind of makes makes the difference. Like for yeah. me, I'm I'm one of the people that would appreciate that. So I mean, I could put a big giant, you know, tire in the back of that car, but it's got the original Cobra wheels, and I wanted to keep those. So yeah. it's just got two forty five eights, seventeen by seven and a half. Seven and a half. Okay, okay. So it's just got the you know. 245, 45, 17s all yeah. the way around, you know, and it, the suspension is a little bit tighter and the, you know, transmission is better. Center force clutch is better and pro charger is better. And uh, even inside the car, I wanted to have the uh, boost gauge and um, an oil temp. And there was this cool sort of gauge cage that was done. Like there's two air conditioning vents in the dash and, and they would put two gauges those. there but there's the vents are still kind of on the side and so you still get some airflow and i think celine came out with that design in one of their anniversary cars back in like 93 or something and it was the coolest thing and autometer makes that gauge cage and they have it but i wanted black gauges with a black bezel and i wanted the green lighting mm-hmm. to, match to match the rest of it yeah and uh, I called Autometer, and those guys are rad. And I was just like, I want to do something with the gauges, but you don't have anything. They're like, yeah, we have a full custom shop. It's we like, can tell make me what you want. You. I was like, oh, I want Sport Comp because they're kind of retro. Yeah. And I want black bezels, and I want green LED lighting. And they're like, done. Done. And then, like, seven days later, I got them in the mail. So I have no car, but That's I do have sweet. awesome <laughs> gauges. And I have, like, I have this badass Pro Charger that they custom powder-coated in black for me. And, uh, what color is the car? The car's red. Red? Okay. The car's red with the opal gray interior. But the SEMA car that Bodie Stroud is building uh, is going to be it's gonna be white. It's going to have some odd kind of striping to it. Um, but I'm actually extending the wheelbase an inch and a half, and I'm widening the car an inch and a half on each side. Oh, really? But I don't want to do metal flares. Or? It's all in metal. Okay. So uh, the, uh, I went to Bodie because he's just, he's just a surgeon with metal. And... and, and in lengthening the car, we're cutting out the front wheel wells. We're moving it forward. We're rewelding it back in, which also means we have to shorten the body kit in the front, lengthen the body kit in the, in the, co- in the back by yeah. the door, and just make it look just like a 93 Mustang Cobra. But you side by side, you'd be like, that something's a little something's off. A little, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a little bit longer. Yeah, do some 18s to kind of compensate for the wheelbase. It's going to have HRE wheels. Okay. There's a, there's a six-spoke HRE that's going on it, and that's basically to accommodate my Brembos. I put okay. Brembo brakes on it. That would be pretty sweet. And uh, uh, Yeah, you but gonna, the whole thing. You plan on running it like any events or anything? I will, but you know how these cars are. Like You take it, and then you just rub it with a diaper for 18 months and yeah. take it to a bunch of shows. And then after that, <laughs> and you, then can, you're good. Yeah, you can take yeah. it out to some tracks. But yeah. Um, yeah, and then so you think, like, why do this with a 93 Cobra? Why buy uh, such a cheap So like your first car ever car? or something? And uh, I'm like, well, why not? Yeah. You know, I love them. I, when I was in high school, I, I bought a 93 Cobra new. Okay. And I loved it. So it's got some, like, sentimental value. But then it got stolen. Really? And it got stripped. And then they even cut the unibody in half, so I couldn't buy back the <laughs> VIN from the insurance company and rebuild the car. Oh, man. And I, I, I think I was that's, doing that's a show. <laughs> I think I was doing CarCast with Adam, and it was 2013. This was 20 years after. And we were talking about the cars. He was making fun of me about loving Fox Buddy Mustangs like he does. And I was like, fuck it. I'm going to buy another one. So I just went on the eBay, and I just bought the cheapest one I could find. And uh, unfortunately, it came out of, like, Long Island, New York. Oh. Um, and uh, I bought it. I shipped it out here. It ran. I, Did you put I, your foot through the floorboard? I, <laughs> I drove it to Bodie's shop. It was like, here. And uh, surprisingly, he just did the floors in it. And he's like, I didn't even cut the floors out. He's really? Like, I, he's like, I patched a couple pieces, and it's, it was in good shape. Huh. I was like, score. You know, I didn't pay a lot of money for that car at all. Yeah. You know, that car was cheap. And, uh, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see how that car turns out. I'm excited about it. But Is it supposed meantime, to be done for SEMA this year? Or? It's supposed to be done for SEMA okay. this year. But Bodie's doing a TV show, and that cuts into my cuts into my. Well, they should just make your car, mind. like, part of the TV show. I know, right? That's yeah. what I told them. Yeah. It's like, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we'll see. 
Awesome. Well, uh, we really appreciate your time. I know we're running uh, a little long here, but... Uh, I talk can... a lot. That's oh, a, it's that's great. That's the problem when you host a podcast. <laughs> you end up talking a lot. Yeah, but I've, I've really enjoyed you have, or having you on the show. Thank you um, so much. It's been fun. Yeah. Where can people find out more about you and about what you've got going on? You know, I, I, I say check out, uh, check out carcastshow.com, um, but, but for me... Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at Motorator. It's just like it sounds. It's M-O-T-O-R-A-T-O-R. Okay. Yeah, and real quick before we uh, we finish up, what is the background of where that name came from? I've always wondered. Yeah, it's... Because uh, it's, it's like Moderator, but it's yeah, like Motorator. So I, w- I was building... I was I was building a website. There's motorator.com. It's a website. It's just a blog about a whole bunch of aftermarket parts. I, I wanted to build that into sort of a, uh, a shopping site, which maybe I'll do. I've just been busy. Um, but it was all based off of a rating system. So uh, I, I wanted uh, Motorator to be part of ratings. Um, that's kind of where the name came from. And then I just wanted something that was a little bit different in one word and easy to remember. And, uh, and not like smashing words together like street fire or fuel or slip angle. Or, yeah, but that's an actual term, <laughs> yeah. so it makes sense. Yeah. You know, and I was like, you know, I was like, how do I come up with something that was just kind of unique and, uh, and you know, and then and just from a, from a nerdy business sense, I'm like, I can get the domain name and I can get the copyright and I can yeah. get it in every country and I can get it in Japan <laughs> and I can get it. I was like, so let me just do that. And, uh, yeah, but like any good name, I guess it just sits down with literally, I just sit down with a yellow pad and I go through like 30 sheets of paper yeah. and every word I can think of and I, and I merge words. And we did that a lot with this show and with, yeah, that's with what the you website. Do, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. so that's how I came up with that. Okay. And then. Uh, Adam sort of if you if you ever listen to any of Adam Corolla shows all of his guys have these crazy nicknames and they're usually horrible <laughs> they're just horrible right and are they my, names that he gives to them yes so you kind of got to, his like, assistant Matt Fondelier he calls him the porcelain punisher <laughs> right my producer Chris Loxamana he calls him Max Apata yeah and, oh, uh, I love I love the intro on Carcast when Chris Loxamana does like the other shows and it's yeah. kind of got that like that music that's almost like kind of retro-ish like adult film music a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> if he's playing or not, but Chris is a phenomenal musician. Yeah. Gu- singer, guitar player. Yeah. His show's pretty good too. I've been listening to that yeah. too. Uh, resume. resume. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's good. He's yeah. such a good dude and so smart and witty and a great musician uh, and he's an excellent producer. So, uh, uh, anyway, that's I I when I walked in and I had this motorator name already uh I, I think at the time Adam couldn't think of anything better or insulting, yeah. so it stuck. And <laughs> it, for you know, almost seven years later, yeah. luckily I have that, you know, and not some 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 crazy. See, I always thought name. it was because like moderator is close to moderator, and since you were on the show with him, I was like, oh, I guess he's the moderator of the show, like just making sure everything yeah. just kind of no, like keeps I, going. I had or? I had the name for uh, for you know for the website and stuff um, a year or two before, and then when I started doing the show, he took that and made it. A name of of me, you know. It started off as a website, but then it became sort of you, me. <laughs> yeah, you know. You know okay, yeah. awesome. Well, for uh, for those of you listening, uh, go ahead and check out Motorator dot com and head over to Instagram at Motorator and I guess Twitter and Facebook and, Facebook, yeah, and, it's all and yeah, Motorator and check everything uh, that Matt's got going on. Thank you. So, well, thanks again, and uh, we hope to talk to you soon.